yo. Okay, yes, let's go. Yes. It takes time. Episode 28. Ooh, ooh. What are we saying? What are we saying? How are we doing the intros and that? We're laughing. How do you want to do it? I think we should introduce who we got in the studio. Okay, okay. So, how are we saying? Shards, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Shards. It's Shards on a beat, not just here to go hard on a beat. Okay. You, can give, you can give us a quick one. <laughs> no, no, you, may as, you may as give us a quick acapella, you know what I mean? Girl, one, two bars, man. One, one, two, two bars. bars, bars just, just for them to know, Shards on the beat. Alright, it's Z, Z ish. A R D to the Z. I'm a calm guy. I don't want to see bare red. I got bars for the heart and bars for the head. And I'm spitting that truth out of here. What I said. Stop it. Stop down. Stop down. Okay, okay. That was light. Okay, so, so you know the usual suspects, mm-hmm. Calvin. Oh, me, Alex. Oh, sorry. And space. <clears throat> Come on, you know what? You got that right, innit? I looked at him next. Yeah, yeah. but Calvin wasn't meant to start. Yeah, I, I Calvin wasn't meant to start. He can't even get onto me. Imagine you trying me, but we're back. Episode twenty-eight. Special guest. Special guest. So yeah, man. How's everyone been? How's everyone been? Bro, been blessed, man. Been blessed. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, just been chilling at home, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fam, trying to make music, stay motivated, stay working, get to know my wife more as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> or you like both like at home? Yeah, it's been literally this year is going to be two years coming up in August, two years of um, marriage. So I feel like in this time of quarantine, really got to know each other more. So that's mm-hmm. been dope, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what are plans? What's next, man? Are we talking the juniors? Man said juniors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've got junior money yet. Do you okay. understand? But yeah, that. That, that I'm sure, yeah, that's somewhere in the in the plan. Mm. Um, not right now, not the plan right right now, but mm. the, the the plan. You know, it'd yeah, be that. great to have uh, a little Rashad one day, or you know, Jeez. I might just. My mom says, yeah, that she feels like I'm just gonna have all girls, so. We'll see. I'm not too sure. Would you want to wear? Bro, of course. Of course, man. I, I don't know. Obviously, I can only speak for myself. It'll be great having having a son. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I like girls. I think maybe because I've grown up in a household where just been boys. I've only got brothers. Oh. Um, Most of my family, cousins. Like, it's populated with males. Mm. So there's only, like, one girl cousin, like, on my mum's side of the family. Mm. So I think it's just what I'm used to. But I think it will be cool as well, like... Having a baby girl. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think you'd be a good girl that night. Right. Serious? I feel like you're just a calm guy, man. Bro, I would hope so, man. I, like, honestly, I think, yeah, especially with everything that's going on and just the perceptions and, I guess, influences growing up that face, you know, males and females. Some that you, you go through as a male, some that you see as well in terms of, like, the opposite sex and some challenges that they have. And I guess I would want to take all of those experiences and help to shape and build, you know, my, my daughter in a positive way. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, they got to be raised, like, on the same streets. I mean, it depends where you live. I've lived in Wolfham Forest all my life. So if I was to have children now, I'm assuming we'll still be in Wolfham Forest. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've got, a, I have the responsibility of raising children in an area where I've seen good and bad. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. But by God's grace, I'm I'm sure it will it will all be good. But this got deep real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's the blue tea. Let's go to the fans. <laughs> right, so obviously, the first topic here was um, Christian Star Pack meme. Yeah. Oh, I think you, 
you need to address that, man. You need to address Bro, that. Bro, it needs to be addressed on a public scale. So I'm glad you guys took it there. Fam, I woke up, um, it was last week, Saturday, I believe. Woke up, going about my day. My brethren sent me a DM and, and says, Bro, have you seen this? So I've gone on, I'll open up the DM and what do I see? I see a picture of me and my wife that we probably took even before we were married um, about three and a half years ago in a meme photo with like uh, a Bible, a quote that said, God told me to tell you you're the one. <laughs> and I forgot something else, some next thing, some next thing. And it said Christian relationship startup packs. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, what is this? I said, what is going on? I said, nah, nah, nah. First of all, like, why is man putting me in a meme? I've not been asked um, mm. to be in a meme. I know the internet is one of those places and Twitter and, and all of that. But I was just thinking to myself, I didn't ask for this. And and number two, you're associating me with some jargon that I don't want to be associated with. So <laughs> God told me to tell you, you was the one. Like, that's not how I met my wife. That's not the line that man used to move to my wife. <laughs> like, God told me you're the one. Like, it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. So for me, it was like not a reflection of where we were at and mm. where we are at. Mm. And so I think for me, it was just a bit... Part, it was so funny. I'm not going to lie. Me and my wife here, yeah, we caught so much jokes off that meme. But at the same time, it was like so weird because it was like just out of the blue. It was random. And I'm just thinking, well, I don't see any money. Like, I don't see anyone saying to me what, like, we would, we want to use this photo. Mm. And you understand, like, yeah, there was no conversations around that. So for me, it was the integrity behind it. So I kind of went off on a, a bit of a tangent on on my Insta story. And um, a lot of people were just laughing. They find it entertaining. But I'm not going to lie, I found it entertaining too. Mm. Well, do you feel like um, the reason why your picture was used because it looks like a like a a good looking young black couple? I guess so. It looked like the ideal. If you see the photo, like the original photo as well. But for me, it's where did they get it? Because I've not put that on my Instagram. I think like my wife said she'd put it on her Instagram like time ago, but she deleted it. So I don't know where they found it. But I guess things get about. Um, Is it a thing where that? That where that ministry wherever you were, yeah, do they have like a website or anything? <laughs> this is because that actually it's one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things where it's like it's on the church website. Yeah. It's like you know, look, we still got the, we've got the right. youth in the service. Hundred percent. You man as the front picture. You got the poster like. But I don't even think it was on there. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. good point. But it wasn't even on there. But literally, it got out somewhere. Um, and I think yeah, it was just that whole. This looks like a good kind of black Christian couple that we can put up. But I think for me, I've never wanted to be associated with this whole, like, goal, goals culture. Like, mm. me and my wife, even before we were married, I get, if you didn't really know me, you wouldn't even know that yeah, I was in a relationship because I'm not the sort of person, I know everyone's different, but I'm not the sort of person to be, like, sharing my relationship every single minute or posting every single minute. Um, I just feel like there's, that like, Instagram's not real. The internet is not a real place. I want to live in the real world, if that mm. makes sense. Um, mm. So... I, I do believe in trying to be an inspiration and an example through like re my relationship. I think that's important, but I don't want to paint this image that, you know, we're this perfect like Christian couple. We're about to be two years and we're learning every single day, learning the good, the bad, the ugly about ourselves. Um, so that's been an interesting journey as well. 
Um, but yeah, man, the picture, I'm, I'm not going to lie though, the, they picked the right picture because that was a slick picture. <laughs> I was in my suit, had the shape up, wifey had the brains, like, do you understand? Like, it was, it was the right one. So I'm glad it weren't no picture of me just looking dead out here. Like, do you understand? We were, but yeah, man, it was, it was funny. She actually reached out to um, the, the person on Twitter that put it up and they were like, oh, you know, it, I just found this picture. Like, I didn't put it together. Like, y'all all, all over the internet like that's what they were saying because they're from America so yeah. apparently in America they've used that picture quite yeah. a lot in okay. different memes right. in America yeah. and if you type in black Christian couple in Google the first picture that comes up here yeah, is ours I'm doing that right now <laughs> <laughs> bro it's mad black Christian couple and it was it's just like fam like let me see how this thing. Uh, we're definitely searching up right now search that <clears throat> no way. See? Top. Yeah. Yeah. First one. First one. <laughs> I said. Bro, that's crazy. It's on Pinterest, bro. I forgot. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, Pinterest. Once it's on Once there, you're Pinterest, done. that's it. Yeah. But for yeah. me, it's like, yo, I'm not like a a, a person that's consumed with with just with getting money. But yo, like, where's the money, though? Mm. Like, no, no one made any money. Yeah, we're trying to get a mortgage. Like, where's the money from? That's what I'm saying. But that was real funny. I think um. It's been interesting because yeah, there's out of that like we we learned that there, there's been more memes that have been used, but I'm just like yo, don't use my name or associate me with with mm. things that don't reflect me. Mm. Yeah, I'm a Christian, like hundred percent. I'm not ashamed of that. But mm. when you're saying stuff like God told me to tell you all of that, I, I'm not. I don't believe in all of that. Like that, mm. I think there's something you've got to be intentional. Um, for me, like, even in the Bible, it says, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So for me, it's like that element of actually being intentional about going mm. and, and there is that role to play. So for me, it weren't like, bro, I was even praying for a wife and then my wife just popped up right there. Boom. Now it was more so like of getting to know each other and actually becoming more persuaded that this is someone that I could be with, um, you know, spend my life with. So that's how it kind of played mm. out. Didn't envision ourselves getting married at, I was what, 22, she was 21, like, didn't, we didn't see that coming. We were more so thinking 25, 26, 27. Um, but I guess this is the blueprint that we got and yeah. we're just running with it. Where did you meet? Like, how, or how did you meet? So we met in um, my church. She's actually from South London originally. Um, when you go to church, right, a lot of, there's a, the Christian community, it's not, it's not that it's small, but a lot of churches tend to like link up from all over, like yeah. East, West, South. North, um, so her, I remember her church came down to one youth event that we were doing, and um, we we was actually put into the same group to go through some activities. So it was me, her, and a few other people, and we just started speaking through there. I was like, what, sixteen years old? She was fifteen, and then um, oh, so literally, you know, you know her for quite long time, bro. Yeah. Since school, like literally since since year eleven. Yeah. Um. But obviously at the time we weren't in a relationship. We were just like friends, just getting mm. to know each other. But mm. something was obviously growing, um, an interest. Um, so we met then. We we didn't even see each other because she lived all the way in South London, Tooting. Me, I didn't know about Tooting until I met her. Like yeah. I weren't really I didn't really know about South London like that. 
Um, Shout out to your bars, you know. Word to my yeah, wifey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that track. Yeah, of, yeah that's, I can't lie. It's one of my, my best tracks. It means a lot to me, I guess, because, yeah, man, it's about a person I love. So without trying to sound all, like, cringy and mushy, but, yeah, man. Um, so 16 years old is when we met and we just developed a friendship. When we turned 18, that's when it got really, that's when it got serious. And then we started, like, you know, going out and stuff. I met her family, she met my family, and then the rest was history. Okay. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful love story. Mm. Bro. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about love. you got to tell me the day you proposed. The day I proposed. Ooh, yes, that's pretty yeah, you're, you're the first, You're the I, first married person we've had on it. Oh, serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so December... The 33rd, no, the 27th of December. You've got to get that right, I've got to get that right. If my wife hears this, yeah, it's going to be cut. I'm going to edit that part out, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a level, um, yeah, like, we got engaged December the 27th, um, yeah, 2016 in canary wolf we went to a restaurant in canary wolf and there's a there's a pathway in canary wolf i can't i don't know exactly where it is but it had all like the christmas lights and the pathway and the and the little fountains and the river it just looked like it was the spot mm. um because i didn't really know where i was going to propose to her you know like on that day so it was kind of just like me winging it like i knew it was yeah. going to happen yeah. i didn't know where it was going to happen mm. Mm. so it's more so just looking for the the right opportunity and it was like god just put that in front of me i was like yeah this is the hey, spot this is the spot and there weren't a lot of people because mm. for me not that i'm an awkward person but with stuff like that i was yeah, thinking you are nervous first, did you go yeah, to me? yeah yeah i went on my knees oh, but i'm just thinking... through the ring like so for me, it was like, yo, I didn't want bare people to be coming up and down. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a bit like funny with Did stuff anyone like that. Did anyone No. Okay. okay. So you, even, you fully bust case. Bro, I bust case. <laughs> <laughs> I fully bust case. So like, yeah, got down, got down to one knee and then, yeah, that was it. Um, Did you have anywhere in your mind that she might not say yes? I actually didn't, you know. Because I think for me, I was sort of prepared. Not that um, I made it known to her, but we had those conversations beforehand where I I asked her, we discussed that. Like, when would you want to get married? Yeah. Like, is there a time you would not want to get married? Um, how would you like it to be to be done? Or is there certain preferences? Um, but I had those conversations with her, like, time before we kind of got um, engaged. So let's say we got engaged in December 2016. We kind of had those conversations towards, like, the beginning of the year because mm. um, I kind of not knew but I was thinking maybe by the time we, we finish this year like there's a possibility we might be engaged mm. so I kind of wanted to have that conversation just out of respect because I, like, that's a big thing and I feel like you know to be pressured into it or to do it for clout or to do it just because everyone's doing it and especially as a Christian a lot of people get married like that's something obviously that um, you know, you're encouraged like in, in, in church. And obviously, like, I know it's the right thing to do. I believe it. And I, and, and I knew I, I was going to do it one day. But I didn't want to be pressured the same yeah. way. Like, yeah. because when you're pressured to do something, <clears throat> like, it's, it's not good. So I wanted it to be from a place where we were both ready to do it. And um, so once I got that kind of go-ahead from her, or the kind of, like, understanding of where she was at, that made me feel confident. Mm -hmm. Like, cool, this is... Like she's gonna say yes, so I didn't have any doubts. Was, was, she, sorry, was she surprised at the time? 
she was a bit surprised. She started like yeah, losing her breath a bit, like, like oh, just from my head. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, stand up straight, like. Answer the question. Answer the question. Get me, like I just wanted to hear yes. Like, I'm just... <laughs> so like literally, um, yeah, yeah, time must have been going so slow while she's like hyperventilating. Cause you're just you're just hope you're making sure you want to get that yes. Literally, mm. and for me, you know what was mad? Getting the ring size correct. Like for me, because I'd never done this before. Like I didn't know mm. about ring size and all of these things. So you're gonna get the man and tips, fam. Bro, like listen, yeah, I didn't know about ring size O or ring size K or whatever. Yeah, like this, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. Like yeah. personally, I guess for me, I never wore rings like that anyway. Mm. I have more wear chains or mm. do you understand? I never wore rings, so I didn't really know about the ring game. Like mm. there's levels to it. So how, how did I go about it? I think, so I must have, we was in Westfield one time and we was going past H. Samuels, I think it was. And then we just went in there and I think this was like around June. And I just said to her, oh, like, do you know what would be sick? Like, if we just kind of check our ring sizes, like, you know, so I didn't want to just check hers because she would have thought like, what's yeah. going on? So just check our ring size. That would be sick. Like, I know like one day we just never know, innit? Like, it's, so we went to check. You thought that was bait? Yeah, that oh. sounds so bait. Actually, in my mind, chair, it wasn't bait, but I guess it sounds very bait. Because yeah, yeah, you spaced out the time you proposed, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that bait. Yeah. She probably forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, she actually, yeah. Because at the time, when we kind of looked back at it, she actually, she said that she was kind of getting thoughts like, hmm. Like okay, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but she, I guess she wasn't too sure when. But I can remember when when um she got her size. I was just leaning in, like listening to make sure I know the size, and I put that down on my phone and I just kept it there. Mm. Um, but you know what's mad? Like, see the ring. I'm gonna keep it real. The ring, yeah, just about fit her. Like, but like I had to go and take it back to get it a bit bigger. Okay. Because okay. it was kind of just kind of... certain times, if you get into summer or the winter, yeah. your, your hands are yeah. swollen. Yeah, right, that's it. Yeah. So I'm, I was learning all of that. I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah. So I'm putting it on her finger. It's just about going on. So my heart is racing. I'm like, please, like, fit on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally fit on. And like, yeah, managed yeah. to go on. But you shaking when you doing it? Yeah, yeah, I was shaking, bro. I was shaking. Um, so, but thankfully, it did fit. But then I wanted it to still be, like, give her, for her to feel comfortable in the ring. I didn't want it mm. to be, like, tight. Mm. So I went to um, just get a bigger size. Um, and yeah, that was it. Did you get any, like, um, ne- negativity towards the, the marriage? Like, people saying you might be too young? Most definitely, most definitely. A lot of people... Um, Obviously, we had more support than we had, like, those yeah, who were, you know, saying mm. negative things. Uh, but, I, you know, sometimes when people say negative things, right, that can sometimes cancel out the positive things or the support that you do have. Sometimes those two people can feel like a thousand people and you just feel like the whole world is against you. Mm. But that's not the case. Um, and that's just in life in general. Like, there's going to be people that dig with what you're doing and there's going to be people that don't. And it's always going to seem like the ones that don't dig are more than the ones that do dig. But actually, like, the support that you have there and, and the people that love you and are cheering you on, like, it's always going to be more valuable. Um, so that's the kind of mindset I try to come from or we try to come from that. All right, cool. There might be a few people that are kind of acting funny, but do you know what? Like, ultimately, we believe that this is something that God has brought us into. We believe that, you know, our family's behind it. We're confident with it. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a few people that were like, bro, like, are you sure? Like, are you 
you know, you're a bit too young. Like some people were even just acting weird. Like some people started acting jealous. Like mm. some people, yeah, started moving weird towards us. Like I didn't know that's what marriage did or, you know, getting married did. But I, I think as well, because I guess sometimes it's something that's glorified, like marriage. A lot of people want to be married. And especially in a Christian context, like for some people, marriage is a big, mm. like it's like the goal. Yeah, when for me and my wife, yeah, it's not the goal. Like we don't see it as the goal. Like it's a bonus. Like there's still things for he- for us to do here on earth, innit? Like, mm. so just to be married and that's it. Like there's still more to do. So I know some people w- w- would say, you know, well, finish what you're doing first, build your thing first and then get married. For us, it's more so been a thing of building together, which mm. has been great. So supporting her dreams, her, her supporting my dreams. And I just feel like where I am today and just certain progresses I've made, I would definitely say that being with her has, has really brought out I guess, things in me that I didn't know I had. Mm. Um, and maybe, I don't know, if I wasn't married, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, maybe if those things, maybe I would have paid attention to them. Um, but she's definitely helped me become a better person. I feel like two people coming together, we both have flaws, but then making each other better. I feel like that's a blessing. So mm. some people were a bit like sceptical um, and stuff like that. But we just knew that this is something that, you know, we, we wanted to do and so we just learned to block out the noise mm-hmm. that is yeah. beautiful stuff man I'm yeah. learning every day bro it's been a it's been a real journey just of learning um and just being resilient and really just knowing I think for us where you know God God has placed us and what he's placed in our heart to do and just running with that man um because it's so easy to sometimes you know want to do what everyone else is doing and because it's not something even today blood like some people when they find out I'm married, yeah, they'll be like, rah, like, you're married. What? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, like, how does that work? Like, are you sure? Like, oh, that, or that might not work in the long run. Mm. But, um, yeah, man, I think for us, it's just like, that's, that's our story. And there's no, there's no regrets behind it. Mm. Do you understand? Like, definitely it's, it's been a pleasure. Sometimes it's not easy. Marriage is not easy. So don't, don't let no one tell you that like, it's a bed of roses. There's mm. challenges, 100%. Mm. There's times where you're going to feel like, oh, man, they're just getting on each other's nerves and you just want to like have your own space and stuff like that. But like, it really does help you in terms of just growing in selflessness and, do you understand, becoming a better person. So, yeah, man, literally, literally. So when people say that now, like, oh, well, you're married and say, yeah, like, but who... And for me, it's like, who kind of influences the culture? Because it's like people say, all right, cool, this is how you should do it, X, Y, and Z. But no, like, you can break the moulds yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can <clears throat> create your own blueprint. Mm. You don't have to be like everyone else or do what everyone else is doing just because yeah. it's the norm. Like, yeah. To be honest, you've been creating your own blueprint for a while because I was going to say another topic because uh, you became a born again at, like, 15. Yeah. And, like, a lot of men, they're not like when they get older, that's when they're more... Yeah, come closer to Christ, but a lot of people are not really that devoted to Christ at a young age. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Been like, I was gonna be like, ah, oh, man, I said fifteen, did that fourteen, but I think we're on two different paths. You're not a lot more straighter, you're narrow. What you saying? Wait, wait, wait. fourteen. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm because he's saying... He yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, so no, no, bro. Would you but be okay? Ho- ho- hold on, yeah. <clears throat> that Rashad actually was dedicated. You... I was dedicated. Dedicated <laughs> where? He just said, he just said they're I on two different roads. 15, bro. He said they're on two different roads. Yeah, but I said, no, we're on two different roads. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's a thing where it's like, 
not trying to compare us or anything, but I think it's a thing where it's like. I'm assuming you've been a Christian from um, young, innit? Um, not like not proper involved, yeah. but you from uh, like your mum's Christian, right? Did you go to church when you were young or not? They, so it's a weird one because my family, yeah, like my nan was yeah. like dedicated. She was on it for Christ, like you know, praying. Like she played a big role in the church. My mum and my and my auntie, they were yeah. like when they were like younger, but then yeah. as they got older, when my mum had me, she weren't like going to church. So for me, I went. My nan would bring me to church every now and again, but I didn't go every minute. But okay. I would go every now and again. I just for me, it was just a Sunday thing, innit? it? Something yeah. you did on a Sunday. Okay, exactly. Okay, cool. So with me, it was also like that, but I feel like I was a bit more involved, and I feel like if I had kind of stayed a bit more on a more path of where I was when I was that age, I'd probably end up being a pastor. Like there, was, I, I, there was a point where I thought, wow, that could be... <laughs> Swear <laughs> Yeah, but, but, yeah, but there, was point, there, but there was a part of it that made me... Yeah, that didn't want pastor to Pastor Pops. No, I'm just, no, honestly. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, he is saved as Pastor Pops on my phone. Sir. So, <laughs> but yeah, but there was a part of me because it's like, in life here, when you're not certain on things, mm. I wouldn't want... I've seen I've seen bare, shady-looking guys, innit? Mm. I wouldn't want to be a guy that pushes something that I am not completely certain with myself in, you yeah, get yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So I'm saying like, so from 14 beyond onwards, from yeah. even getting born again, I think that's kind of when I did, not go left, but yeah. saw more of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Are you trying out your bum? 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 Are you trying Youth groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, your mum forced you to go. We, bro. Yeah, nah, he 14, did. Yeah, in my church, liked going to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we had those conversations. Still, he's not capping. He's not capping. The skateboarding and that changed you. The youth group fell apart, bro. Oh man. So that's the truth. There's politics to these things. The falling of pups. That's what you're calling. Despair. But yeah, yeah. So, alright. So obviously, I think my yeah, I was obviously better. But you found it when you were fifteen, mm. or you were like, alright, cool. This is what you're on, and then from there, it's always been like, that's not. Ooh. Can you go into that a bit more? Huh? Yeah, most definitely, bro. Um, like, what what drew you to it? Good question. Um, so for me, like I said, I always knew about Christianity and was aware of God because my nan took me to church quite often on a Sunday. I used to visit Jamaica a lot. I still do big up Jamaica. Um, so my gran over there, she's a Christian. I remember I went to stay with her like for five weeks. And um, and that was when I was being like a badly behaved child back in, in the UK. So my mum and them lot sent me to Jamaica. You know that story weeks? of- Yeah. When? Sent me to Jamaica. When I, over the summer, bro. And oh, I even left school. Man. This was in, this was before like um, I went oh, to Leighton Storm. This, yeah, this was Frederick Bremer days, yeah. Because I was being badly behaved at school, at home, all of these things. So my mum was like, and my nan was like, yeah. But it was this close, yeah, to actually getting sent there for a year. Like, so before I moved to Leytonstone, the transition was going to be me moving to Jamaica for a year yeah. instead of Leytonstone. But then after that, my mum moved me to Leytonstone. Um, but 
going to Jamaica, my nan used to make me read Psalms 1 like every morning. It was some militant thing, fam. So that was the first scripture. Every morning, I, Psalms 1. Bro, I got to know Psalms 1 like... <laughs> give give, give, give me hand. Psalms 1 right now. So he that... He that dwells... No, 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 no. I'm getting oh. that wrong. Now it's going out of my head now, fam. No, blessed is the man that walketh... Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly or seats or seats himself in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Whatsoever he does, he meditates and meditates on God's word day and night. The, the ungodly are not so, but like a chaff which the wind drives away. Um, and then it says something else. I forgot the last verses. Um, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of, all guys here sitting need to, need, need to breathe that. For real. Breathe that themselves. Wow. That, that literally was the psalm that I read. Like, I, it became so, like, it just, yeah, something I knew um, every morning, fam. Um, so I kind of, but them times I still weren't like on the Christian thing. I just knew about it a mm. bit more. Um, then I came back to the UK, was still trying to be this bad boy. That was the whole life I was trying to pursue, just trying to be this bad boy, trying to get involved in the wrong things. Obviously, there's people in my area that were involved in gangs, um, someone that was very close to me, all of those things, those people that were involved in that life. So I wanted to pattern my life after that. Um, and it took a situation where this close friend of mine was actually like stabbed. And obviously, I, I was there when, like, do you understand? And then, boom that kind of made things, that made me kind of wake up like, whoa, like, the f what I'm actually pursuing is going to lead me down a path of harm. I thought it was going to lead me down a path of respect and power and, you know, prosperity, but actually it was leading me down a path of, you know, destruction and harm and risk and paranoia and fear, do you understand, and deception and all these type of stuff. Um... So when that happened, that kind of rocked my world. You know, sometimes in life you go through teachable moments. That was a teachable moment for me that mm. taught me that I was literally trying to live a life that actually I was never meant to live in the first place and it was never me. But a lot of it was just this front and this image. Um, so after that happened, I was thinking about life a lot, just about my life, because now it's like you sort of had, even though it happened to me, you sort of have a, a near-death experience where... Mm you was there and that could have happened to you as well. Um, so I can remember, like, just through that period, there was a church ran the road from where I lived and my mum had went there on a couple of occasions and took me with her. So I always knew there was a church in the area, but I just never went there. But on that occasion, like, after this happened, this incident, I said, no, nah, I want to go. I want to actually go. Like... You know, you just want to hear a word of inspiration, of encouragement. I wasn't even planning to become a Christian. I just wanted to go to church because obviously I knew that, like, growing up, if there's a if there's a situation, if there's an issue, like, you, you pray about it or you seek God about it. Like, that's mm. the kind of... So I was more coming from that place, just to kind of... I was in trouble. I wanted God to help me. But I didn't plan to actually give, give my life. So I've gone there and it's mad because the church that my nan went to, there was just a lot of old people in it. So... As for church, well, old, old people, I didn't know it was for, like, you had multi-generations. So this church I've gone to, there's young people that are, you know, playing the music, that are preaching, that are, like, singing and all of those stuff. So I'm there thinking, brah, like, I'm not used to this. Like, this is weird to me. And so the I remember the person was preaching, was some young guy, and he was like to me, um, and it's mad because we're still friends now. Like, he, he does DJing. So he's one of like my DJs when we do like grime sets and stuff like that. Um, but 
he it's mad because he actually like played a part in leading me to Christ because he was it's like he didn't know me but he was preaching and I'm sitting there at the back I'm sitting right at the back because obviously in church like when you when you go to church growing up yeah, you know that there's certain there's certain places you don't sit because you know you're gonna get drawn out yeah, or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so you sit at the back so I went to sit at the back but it was like even at the back trying to hide it's like I couldn't hide like from God like God had a word for me and that was like you're trying to run like you're you're going you're living a life now that's not you you're trying to run but God's knocking at your heart like why don't you let him in and that's exactly what I was going through that's the space I was in and as he was talking I was thinking but what about this situation but what about this but what about this but I'm living this life I don't know about the Christian life so I don't know how it's going to look so how can I live like a life that I don't know how it's going to look. So I just had all these questions and then he said it again. So I'm still pondering all these things in my head and he said it again. He says, oh, like, if you hear God knocking at your heart, why don't you let him in? So he says it again. And he says it a third time. I'm like, all right, God, rah, like, you actually, it seems like you're actually speaking to me. So that day, I remember they were like praying for bare young people at the front. So I just went up and then got prayed for. Um, yeah, like that same guy that was preaching actually like, you know, helped me to, that led me to Christ, that he prayed with me, prayed that, you know, Jesus would come into my heart. And then, yeah, that that was it. Left there, not feeling any different. I was, I was thinking, well, but I knew something had happened. I knew something had shifted in me, but I didn't know, like, fully. Mm-hmm. But my mindset, there was, a, there, was a, there was a shift. And then after that, it was just a gradual development of, like, becoming more and more committed and, and really knowing that this, for me, like, this life is, is to be lived, like, every single day. So... You know, I remember when I told the, the the man them and, you know, just started to tell people that, yeah, I'm a Christian now. It was like... No one, no one believed No one, <laughs> no one believed Yeah, no one believed me. One. No one actually believed me. Or people were saying, all right, give it a couple of weeks, you're going to go back to your old old self. Um, so not a lot of people believed me. Um, yeah, people that I grew up with was a bit baffed because it was random. Like, it was just random. It was, I didn't tell no one, like, that I was thinking about going to church. I didn't tell no one that this is what's on my mind. So for a lot of people, a lot of people around me, it's just random. It's mm. completely random. But yeah, man, um, it's been a journey. So what, I'm 24 now. And um, so it's been, like, almost, like, 10 years. And um, yeah, it's been a journey. Been ups and downs, made mistakes. Um, but I've not given up. And I think that's the main thing because, yeah, I just believe that God doesn't give up on us, so I'm not going to give up on him. And he gives me the strength not to give up. Like, falling or making mistakes doesn't mean you quit. Oftentimes it means you, some people, like, they make a mistake, they just feel like, oh, I should just quit doing this. But for me, it's like, no, like, keep going. Like, you have to, people that trip up are people that are going somewhere. I've never seen someone trip up standing still. Do you understand? Like, mm. you trip up, like, if you're you're going somewhere, you're walking, you've ever been walking and you've stacked, like, or yeah, you've fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're walking, but you trip. I've never seen no one trip up standing still. So for me, it's like, when I trip up, it's not that I, was, I wasn't, I was standing still. I was walking, but I just walked into a, a ditch that, that I should have saw, but I didn't see, or I've walked into a pathway that I shouldn't have gone down. But you know what? Let's get back up and keep going. So that's been my story and my journey, like, from then until now. You know, there are say, too many quotables. No, nah, the oh, thing is, I was going to say, this reminds me of Hans Park, yeah? Obviously, um, me, Parts and Rashad. Oh, yeah. From later, <laughs> so went Hans Park together as well. Sixth form. And, like, he did Christian Union there, yeah? And yeah, Rashad had so many quotables, yeah? <laughs> I remember he had one, yeah? And to this day, it still sticks with me about um, fizzy drink and water. 
Oh yeah. I remember he said it at the bus stop and I was like, no, that's actually a good one. Do you remember it? I remember it, bro. I almost forgot that. I remember it. The fizzy drink and the water. So like in the long run, like what's better for you, water or fizzy? Water, innit? Yeah. But a lot of people, like obviously they take the fizzy, like because it gives you that immediate pleasure and that temporary pleasure. But if you keep backing fizzy, that's all that you consume. Eventually you're going to have health complications. But water, like is something that is not always the primary drink that people draw for. But long run, it has so many health benefits. Do you understand? And it's kind of like with, yeah. There you go, yeah. There are those individuals that stay watered up. But it's like, yo, like, so it's like, for me, I kind of gave that picture that, like, for example, sin, like, it's not good for you. It ruins us. But, like, when you're in the acts, it feels good. Like, it's, it gives you that pleasure. But in the long run, like, it does more damage then good um but then like jesus is that water that that you can drink from and won't do you no harm at all like it will just keep getting getting better and better you keep developing um and and yeah so for me that's the kind of yeah picture that i painted back then especially when you're leading like back then leading christian union you always gotta think about like ways to for me it was how can i make it relatable because for a lot of people even myself for as a Christian, I thought, how does this book actually apply to my life? Like now, this eight, this ancient book, how does it have relevancy for now? Um, but then finding out that it does, and then also just trying to help the people around me that want to know more and stuff, um, like Alpha. understand it. Do you get what I'm saying? Alpha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally to understand it um, a, a bit more. Um, so I think the use of analogies and pictures have been quite helpful. I still do that now. I'm a youth leader at my church and I'm, I'm leading young people. For young people, it's always about how you make it relevant for them without obviously compromising your message, but seeking to make it relevant. So I've always, I'm always in a space of trying to look for analogies, um, props. Sometimes I use props when I'm doing my messages, like to hit home, you know, uh, an important point. So, yeah. Okay. That's been the journey, man. <clears throat> That's yeah. hard, man. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Perhaps you got um, another subject. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So obviously, sometimes our podcasts are turned into like a music podcast, isn't it? You're on this. You're on this team now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, even the car, all you're banging is Graham. That's that's <laughs> you, isn't it? Um, we've spoken a lot about Christianity. We'll probably get into it again on your music in a sec, innit? Mm. But on your music, like music stuff, just tell us like how many like albums and tapes have you done? Mm. Yeah, currently. So I've done two, I've done two EPs. The first one was last year, August. That was Grime Roots um, that had five tracks on it. Um, and then I released the EP this year, February, which had six tracks on it. And then I've done like two singles in between. I'm a young black man, East London bred Wifey came from south of the Thames Crazy, never had friends in the south The person I knew there never came down Young black man with style and grace I saw more beauty behind that face Bear man just wanna taste and lock Stop doing that like I'm shutting up shop The full 
Village man built house on the sand I'ma make sure I built mine on the rock Don't wanna let you down, don't wanna flop Had to give my ideas over to God Man better get it right, man better clock Man think they're hard but really they're not Just cause they got girls chilling on the block Man better rewind, man better stop Young black man I was born no school Mumsy taught me the golden rule Don't cheat some, better stay faithful Women are not objects or tools When I met you I said I'm gonna do it right Remember when I met your parents that night Suiting a booty but low key shy Never did I do this thing in my life But I had the prospect of Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't be hot and cold like Ice T and Lipton. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think that was the anthem of Grime Roots that came out on the first EP. That song got a lot of love, a lot of reception, a lot of um, good feedback. Um, and I think for me, when I was in the studio, I think when you do music, when you're in the studio, sometimes creating something, and then you get it, and you're like, that's the one. You know that it's mm. gonna like have an impact. I just knew that one, like, was gonna have a special impact, man. As I was in the studio. I was just like, yo, like this is this is the one. Like, I yeah, I hit it. And you know what? I don't even like iced tea. Like the drink iced tea <laughs> is dead, fam. I'm sorry for anyone who likes iced tea or if you if you own the brand or whatever. But for me, iced tea is some dead drink, fam. I've never but you know who likes it? My wife. And yeah, like we bro, it's mad. Like I just found it a bit weird when we started like going out before we were married and it'll be summer and then she'll be like, Oh yeah, I want an iced tea. I look at her like, what? Iced tea. I like an iced tea in the summer. I'm not gonna lie to you. Do you? Mm, yeah. Ah yeah. uh, man, that's. I guess each to their, water, man. Each to their own. I guess. Like, yeah. So she loved that drink. So for me, that's how I got the inspiration. I was just, again, you know how I was talking about earlier on, just trying to look for analogies and ways to paint a picture. So I was like, either you're hot or cold. You can't be both. Like iced tea, Lipton, ice and tea. Ice tea, Lipton. Ice is a cold drink. Tea is a hot chill, drink. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bro. leave me. <laughs> it's one of those Take moments. Me with you. <laughs> it's one of those moments, bro. Like, I thought to myself, yes, I hit the jackpot on that one. That is the one. Couldn't be clearer. Um. So yeah, man, I've I've managed to shoot a few vi- videos as well, visuals. I've not done a lot of visuals, to be fair. Yeah, um, so you've got a recent one, um, Original Flows. Yeah, right? I've yeah. got a recent one that's just... I want to do more visuals, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah no, that's, that's cold, that's cold. Right, so, with your Grimeries thing, I know you're doing you said, you're doing sets and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Obviously, in quarantine, you can't really do another one, yeah? Let's say you're in a studio now and you can have three guys still sharpening still, going back to back. Can you have them? Alright, cool. So, are we are we talking like guys that I know personally, or just of all time grime? Like, what what, what are you saying? I say all time grime. Yeah, we'll go all time grime. Alright, cool. I would say, oh, that is hard. I said free. Yeah. Alright, if I'm gonna say because you're going, you're in there as well, innit? So we'll keep numbers even. So it's you. And it's it's okay guys. if you get spun on the track. Yeah, you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're allowed to get spun on the track. Yeah, yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Say nothing. <laughs> I would say, obviously, someone who's really influenced my music growing up, DWE. Um. I would say Skepta, another person that's influenced my music. The last one is so hard because I want to say JME, who is another like um, legend who has influenced my music growing up. Mm. But if I was to think about new school, there are two guys who I guess I'd be like, yo, and that is um, Big Zoo and Novelist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them guys there, yeah, in terms of... And they've been doing their thing for a while anyway. Yeah. Um, so them man, do you understand, are really... Like, you know, championing and pioneering their thing. Um, but I would say in all, like, for all time, it would have to be a DWE, Skepta and JME. 
Okay, okay. I, I thought he was going to throw a Getz in there. I thought he would have thrown Yeah, I feel like Getz is like, for me personally, because I'm a big Grand fan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me personally, Getz does Grand perfectly, isn't it? But obviously, 100%, does. bro. 100%. Getz is in a league of his own. And what I like about Getz is he's the sort of rapper that rhymes. He does. So, for example, the basic rhyme might be like, um, I had a hat, and then the other day I saw a cat. But you see, this guy, he has a way of rhyming like, the words I had a cat, I pad a something else. Like he rhymes words together, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is just on I different think, lines. On different well. lines, yeah, yeah. which I think is so sick um, mm-hmm. to do. Um, yeah, man, he's and he's always been sick. Like he's always yeah. been sick. I know it's like some people are now saying, "Raw, like he's in his prime and now he's like he's been yeah. so sick." Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like I appreciate where he's at now, right? Yeah, but it's like it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Like you could, you not not. Me, but I'm not. I don't like um, emotionally attach myself to people I'm fans of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, even though I don't, you can see. Like I've seen him, like not even grow up, but it's like get better in it. Hundred percent. It's like where is that now? I feel like his level of execution, like in his l- latest thing, I can't remember what it was called. You said it was the one. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah, execution, yeah. the precision. It's crazy. Like, it's just it's effortless. I'm not even gonna like sit here and like front that I'm the biggest guest fan or whatever. But like, obviously, I've seen him in, in, in like the past few years, and he would he would never be my favorite just on like maybe just like um, softness to the ear back in the day, innit? Yeah, yeah. But from what you even said, his when, clarity, yeah, the clarity so much, now yeah. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just how he like did and said everything there, it was just like as you were, you were saying, precision, just like top bins. Like, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like I don't know. I feel like his clarity's been there. But now his voice is just being heard like like never before. I feel like, and, and I guess naturally that's part of his growth and just learning and understanding because if you hear the way my man's speaking on his recent tracks and the stuff yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. saying, like yeah. you can tell that like he's, there's been um, ideas that he's been, you know, developing and things that he's been learning, um, how, he's, how he's viewing the world and things of that nature and he's coming out for his music. But he's a legend in his own right, 100%. Mm. I think for me, I guess mostly the people that I heard listen growing up listening to was, yeah, D-double-E, Skepta, Jeremy. Um, that was... And obviously Lord of the Mics. Um, mm. That was another big thing. So the Skepta and Devilman clash, that will be one of... That is that clash will always go down yeah, Black history. Somalian. Bro, <laughs> and, and, and Bashi and, Bashi and um, Demon. The Bashi and Demon where Bashi... No, Demon says to him, hey, Bashi, your breath stinks though, you know. That one there, fam. <laughs> Do you understand? That yeah. one there. Man starts talking about... He says to him, what does... No, Bashi says something that... Man said, if I had a face like yours, I would slap my mum, pat my back and leave my drum. I said, <laughs> what? When, you, when I heard that at the time, yeah, I said that is vicious and I now understand why certain fights would break yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because it got to a point where man them the corn that man them were receiving yeah because they never man get fist up bro yeah. who was it that got fist up who was it now I remember Bashi and Getz were gonna go at it yeah, yeah, that one was a legendary clash yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's, I was Carlos? Go at it. Oh, where's Carlos where's Carlos where's Carlos did you watch the um, there was an interview he had and he was saying that Carlos wasn't even there Carlos was in his cell he was in jail with Carlos, yeah, and Carlos was still in jail at the time. So when he was saying arts Carlos, he gets to just come out of jail. Mm. So he's been so used to seeing Carlos in the cells. Oh so he's like, arts Carlos, but Carlos went there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's another reason that's the rate gets because the life that he was, you know, he was in prison, mm. um, but he's really come a long way in that sense as well, in just seeking to be 
a positive influence mm. in society as a black male. I think he's come a I think he's come a long way in 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 that regard. So that's been been sick still. So yeah, those clashes, that's what I grew up on. So in some of my tracks, I talk about that. Like there's one part where I'm talking about, what am I saying? I'm saying from young man, I grew up on grime. My stepdad bust me, Lord of the Mics, Bashy Demon, Airs and Stride. I was in my room just catching a vibe. Um, so you get me, like I kind of talk about my experiences of that kind of era mm. in my music like today, because that's part of my heritage, man. You wouldn't be able to do a Lord of the Mics though, would you? It'd nah, be difficult, innit? I don't clash MCs, I do grime. That's another bar, like I said, what did I say? I say I do grime, but I don't clash MCs. So it's like, for me, mm. I know grime has a stigma of you got to take part in a clash. Um, but for me, I don't I don't clash MCs. I wouldn't take part in a clash. So if someone sent for you, you're not sending back now? Nah, I ain't sending back. I'll just be like, all right, cool. What if it's hard bars, isn't it? Like, what if it makes you want to step to the plate? What if you respect <laughs> the... Live yeah, yeah. You know what I'll do? What if DW sent for you? Here's what I'll do, yeah. I wouldn't clash, yeah, like start talking about man's mums and all of them things. But what I would do, I would say, let's jump on a set and just go bar for bar. If you want to talk about me, cool. I ain't going to talk about you, but let's see who can hold the longest set. Like, so let's let's get a DJ and let's hold a set. Like, let's see who can go the longest. That's what I would do, I guess. I wouldn't start clashing, clashing man, start talking about, you get me? That's what I'd probably do still. Um, and I'm, I think for me, we're speaking about this in the car, like being a grime artist, I think a, a big part of it or something that's considered like, I guess, like quite sacred is the ability to do a set or a live set. So no, I'm not talking like jump in the studio and, and record a track. I'm talking about your friends in a circle, someone's playing an instrumental and you're just spraying bars. Nutty violins thing, yeah. You get me. You remember them days, nutty violins with the with the Bluetooth, and man will send you the tune. And man, in my gathering in the huddle, I remember those days. That is part of my my grime heritage. That is that's grime. I know grime's come a long way, but in in the original grime essence, yeah, is man them getting together, spraying bars on a track, just shelling it down on a live instrumental. Um, before the recordings stuff that's how it was yeah. and it was pirate radio all of them mm. things there like underground sound before I feel like got... that is grime in its, in its natural habitat do you get what yeah, I'm saying yeah. in its natural habitat and so for me I don't want to lose that even today I want to play my part in continuing to do that that's why I've done a few live um, events um, called Grime Roots I've done two um, and that was in the back of my stepdad's shop like the, the hall there like, it's got that grime feel. There's holes in the wall. Like, I remember we spray painted on a, on a, on a piece of paper and did, like, grime roots and made it look all grimy. Um, and we just got together. We sprayed bars. It was tight. There was bare, man. There was sweat. Man's breath stinking and all of them things. Mm. The hat, the hat. But, the hat, the hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, but that's grime, man. That was grime. And it was sick to do that, to still be able to do that, to do what I love, but just bring a twist on it, even as a Christian. That's been sick, man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does you, um, your religion influence your music? Big part, I would say, it definitely has shaped my values on how I see things, the way I used to see things, whether it be about women, money, power. I no longer see those things the same. I, uh, yeah, my, my understanding of the Bible and just believing in the Bible has shaped my values um, and has caused me to look at things differently. When you say I, look at things, do you mean like things you rap about? Yeah, things yeah, okay. I rap about and even the way I live um, and just my thought process, like literally everything. Um, in terms of the music, 
I would say you won't hear Jesus, Jesus over every single line. Like, I'm not like that kind of... Are, are there a few Jesus bars or none at all? No, there are Jesus bars. Do you understand okay. where I'm... And I, I, obviously, that's a big part of, of, my, of my music. I'm not going to, you know, shy away from that. I'm not going to hide that. You're mm. going to know what I'm about. You're going to know what I believe on my... If you take in my music and you follow my journey, I want to make that clear. Um, but at the same time, like, I want to be able to... I feel like I can talk about anything... Um, and I guess my values that I get from the Bible be able to help influence how I see things. So I've got a track that I dropped last year called Context. Now, I wouldn't class that as a Christian song. I wouldn't class that as a gospel rap song. It's more so a, a song about, obviously, an issue, um, i.e. domestic violence. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm talking about domestic violence and the, the link between trauma, adverse childhood experiences that a lot of young people face and lead them to go maybe into gangs. Um, a lot of times we just look at, oh, this is a gang member, he's a bad Jew, he stinks so weird, he's mm. bugging man. But actually, what's his story? What has yeah. he gone through? Like, uh, what, what like, has actually led him to this place now? There's always context. And so I, in that track, I paint a picture and I tell a story of a young man who saw domestic violence growing up and that led him now to do violence. He wasn't he wasn't shown how to um, manage, you know, emotions or to respond. He was just taught how to react. Um, so now the gang kind of lifestyle was like a place for him to to do that. But actually, I challenge my listeners to think about the context before you make a judgment mm. on a young person. Don't just judge them. You don't know their story. You don't know why they're there. And in that song, I don't mention um, Jesus or anything about the Bible, um, mm. but my understanding from the Bible has helped me to, to understand. So I, I don't, people call me a gospel grammar artist, people call me an artist, I don't care, I'm not caught up with labels. I will happily go to a grime set that's not Christian and I'll go to a grime set that is Christian. Yeah. Like for me, I don't want to be put in a box. Um, so yeah. Would you do another genre besides grime? 100%, I've got music coming out soon actually mm. um, dance tracks on, on deck listen let me tell you though that there has I have been working on a few um reggae yes. kind of um rap kind of genre still yeah, like, yeah. at the oh. moment my producer's been you making come, me you come some. with a deep voice like, would you bro so you know like, that type of vibe <laughs> like the whole bounty killer the way the man will ride a beat mm. or like um Buju Banton where he will ride a beat like what like a champion talk like a champion you know the way he's riding a rhythm <laughs> and that again is part of my heritage because yeah I grew up on Grand, but also grew up on a lot of reggae a lot of bashment and mm. so I went I, I visit Jamaica like every other year since I'm young I'm always so that plays a big part I've got my own cooking page like where I'm cooking my, my Jamaican food plug that as well Nyam Jamaica Nyam underscore Jamaica yeah that's my cooking page if you want to see Big Chef Shards like get down cool. it's not just Shards on the beat it's Shards on the mill as well that's my second name <laughs> yeah, Shards, Shards on the mill yeah, yeah, yeah Shards on the mill Shards on the mill that's the second name so <laughs> I want to be able to I've always been an all-rounded person so I love Jesus. I, I live out my faith. Um, and at the same time, like, there's a lot of interest that I have. So like music, like, you know, sports, my culture, I love it. So for me, there's like reggae genres that I've been working on. I've been working on a few like old school hip hop tunes as well um, mm. that I'm in the process of recording. Yeah, when I was with you lot, you lot were banging out the old school rhythms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instrumentals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. So I've been working on a few of those because again, like, I like West Coast sounds. Like, 
West Coast kind of um, rhythms, you know, like Eazy-E, Golden Man, NWA, um, Dr. Dre, um, people like Q-Tip, people like Nas. Like, these people have influenced my music as well. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to, like, delve into to these genres. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I've put out a lot of grime, but I know I'm in a space now where it's like, no, nah, the music that's coming out next year, there's going to be different genres. You're getting a garage rhythm. I think I've kind of got a garage rhythm. I, I'll say Young Man's a bit garagey, you know? Young Man, which one's that again? I'm speaking about my wife. I'm yeah, a young yeah, 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 It's yeah, got yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of garagey yeah, 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 vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean, yeah. Do you understand? Slash grime. So I definitely want to delve into more genres, um, you know, like whether it's reggae, whether it's... I feel like I could just jump on any rhythm and yeah. you get me, like... Because some people have said... Like, for example, grime music has this stigma that you only talk about girls or busting gun. But why? Like, who said that? Do you understand? Yeah, I know, yeah, that that is what a lot of grime music is associated with. But actually, you can jump on a grime rhythm and talk about anything. You could talk about food. Do you understand? On a grime rhythm. So why can't you... The perfect example of that is Jamie. Do you understand? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man just said what's under the D, right? Yeah, do you understand? It's just air. Yeah, you feel me? That's the Literally. So I just feel like you can it's talk fine. about, yeah, I'm just, just I'm just big on, on, on like that whole seeking to be original. Like, and I feel like I'm finding my own sound as well. Like mm. there's people that I've been inspired by, but I'm like, I don't want to sound like them. I don't want to be a clone. I want to create my own sound. I feel like that's been a journey as well. Yeah, how do I be inspired by people but not want to sound like them and create my own sound, create my own blueprint and be original? That's why my new song's about being original. And even the way I came on that track, yeah, I've not done that before. Like, so I thought, let me try something new um, and let me find my own sound. I feel like I'm getting there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's the part, I think that's the part of growth. Like, as an artist, in your, early age, in your early days, you're allowed to... Actually, you know, you're always allowed to experiment because that's what art is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So shouldn't have, you shouldn't have a box. Yeah, for real. You shouldn't have a box. For real, for real, for real. Mm. But yeah, no, nah, you hit the religion side. It's the... I think we hit the three main points I was to chat to on about, essentially. Let's, let's, let's talk about uh, the cooking. That's what I want to talk I about. I got him, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said the cooking. Wait, yeah, man. What made you, like, want to start chefing it up, man? Um, Like, and at least displaying that you're chefing it up, really. It's crazy because when I was living at home, I did not used to cook at all. My mum would cuss me and say, you never cook. Like, you don't wash up the plates or this, this, that. Like, when you get married, you're going to actually suffer because you can't cook. Like, yeah, But yeah. the thing is, yeah, it's not that I couldn't cook. I just didn't cook. Like, I don't know. I, I guess because I was so dependent upon my mum cooking or, again, my, my stepdad. My dad, he's a chef. Like, he has his own restaurant. So he's always, like, he bring it, bringing home food. So for me, and then my nan as well, all my days, like, my nan, she loves feeding people. So I've always just been surrounded by food and people who love to cook. And then going to Jamaica, my gran over there, she's worse than my gran hair. Like, she... <laughs> Well, anything you say, if I say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this food, she will cook it. Um, mm. She just loves doing that. But I always paid attention to that. I always paid attention to how they season the chicken, how they season their, their, their you know, food and stuff like that. Mm. So I'd always pay attention to that, but I just never really used to cook. And then I went to Jamaica last year um, with my wife. I took my wife there because she's from Trinidad and she's um, half Nigerian, half Trinidad, half Nigerian. Mm. So that was our first time going to Jamaica. And... um yeah, I think when we were there that time, mm. I was just, I was eating a lot of food and I was just thinking, fam, like, I love food so much, yeah, and I love my culture, 
why not create something that it shows that or why not do something where I can express that passion mm. so then I thought let me make a page or actually my, my wife said that to me she said why don't you make a page because she's quite big on um you know she has her own like YouTube channel she has her own um blog and her own beauty health and beauty Instagram so she's quite good with visuals and just things like that so I said yeah cool let me make a cooking page started mm. cooking meals what I want to do next though is start showing because a lot of people have like messaged me and said how did you make that exactly like so could you maybe do um a how to make this or a tutorial on how to make you know mm. jerk chicken or fried chicken how do you make yours a lot of people have been sending those requests in so I'm like yeah I've got to do that you know I've had the privilege of being able to sell some food as well through that yeah, okay which has been sick um, but it's not official it's been you know some unofficial sales mm. which have which have money put, money bro. bro do you understand has put a little change in my in my pocket man for petrol or things of that nature which has been sick um I've also been on an interesting journey of I don't eat red meat anymore like okay so I've not had and that's I made that decision since last year October so I've not had curry goat pork or anything since last year October and I've mostly me and my wife are, are mostly I would say we're like part-time vegans because at home you're not eye thing yeah yeah but I, you probably if you follow my page you've yeah, seen that lately page. I've been I've been really cooking a lot of like chicken. I haven't really seen meat really. yeah, yeah there's yeah, not yeah. been really no meat stuff like I still eat chicken and fish but we mostly eat that on weekends so what we have this rule at home mm. like we actually don't buy no meat or anything. We, in the week, we just eat vegan, um, which has been sick. But on the weekends, we'll cook like chicken and those things. Or if my nan calls me and says, oh, look, I've made like chicken and rice in the week, uh, we'll go get it. But we tried to eat vegan mm. in the week. Um, and that's been sick. I thought I'm I could, that as well, I thought I could never do that, you know, because growing up all my days, pork, curry goat, Jerk pork, like neck lamb, all of them. Yeah, as Rasta man would say, you get me. That's all Babylon food, fam. But and it's funny we talk about another show that I love watching. Yeah, and has inspired my cooking journey is Rast Kitchen. The the Rasta man. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but that is. You show me to me, bro. He is hilarious. Um, and he just cooks yardman style in his in his house. Um, in his um, like garden. He just goes out and grabs stuff. And he starts grabbing stuff. And bro, it's sick. So that's inspired my journey. So I made a page, um, and I just started cooking. Started getting better. I could always cook. Um, and like my wife, she was shocked because she didn't know that I could cook like that. So when she started eating the food. Like, you know, points went up. She was like, yeah. ah, like, yes. I, like, I said it yesterday. You understand? Um, barbecue. I said, all Jamaican men can cook. Yeah, yeah. I don't know one Jamaican man that can't cook. Nah, it's true. Alex, he didn't cook yesterday. He, yeah, he did. What did you make? What did you make? What did you oh, make? actually, oh, whoa, 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 yeah, he didn't. <laughs> what did you make? He didn't. What did you make? Why are you talking to me? I didn't get that Yeah, no, no, no. You're not back here on the burgers, no. That's flipping because you didn't make anything. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, I remember that. No, we didn't really make anything. You flipped it for like five minutes. Yeah, you can go. That's not making anything. I did the salmon and the prawns. Technically, I actually didn't cook chicken. Yeah, I cooked it. I didn't season it. My sister seasoned it. Yeah, you cooked it to perfection. Sick. Yeah, no, so Alex, we don't discredit you, man. Don't, don't be mad. Nah, he's got it in him. If you put him to the test, I'm sure my man can deliver. Because you know when it's in you, I've see when you're post, young. I've never seen him post a meal that he's made on like Snap or anything. But, but <laughs> Alex, I don't see. I don't think I've seen him cook you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I got pictures. I don't, wait a minute, I'm not Caribbean. What did you cook, bro? Yeah, I'm interested. I cook whatever, bro. I made stir fry the other week. Beef stir fry. I can show you the picture. 
Man, I make a, I make a decent fried Listen, chicken. Rebecca pick. made stuff. No, she didn't make stuff fried, bro. She ain't, Rebecca don't eat meat, bro, so don't do that. I swear. She ain't, eat, she ain't beef. She just likes chicken, bro. Okay. Let me try, let me try me, bro. Nah, it's mad still. I never I thought I could go without red meat. Yeah, no, quarantine made me start cooking a bit, actually. Yeah. I was making quesadillas. I was chatting to Irina, bro. Yeah? I said you can just buy the box, cuz. Nah, you don't. Man the box I feel like, like a lot of people of have done that though in this period of yeah, been cooking. Yeah, um, cook, even yeah. do you know what? Um so over quarantine, I missed Nando's so much that like, especially in the early stages. So I cooked me and my wife, we cooked our own Nando's. That was made our own Perry chips, made our own um seasoned rice, made our own nan- like Nando's chicken. Um I love cinnamon rolls as well. My wife started making uh, vegan cinnamon rolls all my mm. days. Like one day when she makes a big loader, I need to like bring you man in um and make you man taste it. Like it's completely vegan. You need to open up a taste so bro, I'm not gonna lie, like I've had these thoughts, you know, like because for me, I'm always thinking about like just other ways to mm. I guess, do you understand, make yeah. money mm. like with streams of income. And also just inspire, um, you know, people even through that. So I think for me, like, yeah, I guess just one step at a time. But you know that whole saying, the whole nine yards, like, bro. Yeah, you just got to do it, man. Oh, do you understand? Like, because for me, food is... So I've had those conversations and those thoughts about starting to, like, maybe... Even if it's just on the weekends, just start, like, cooking and just start local. Start with a mandem if anyone wants to buy some food. You know, um, and a few times the man them have had some of my food before, so they can they can vouch and, and tell you that yes, I, I, I do my thing still. Or I'd like to think I do my thing, um, but it's been more so. I've not really been eating meat, so like in the week it's just been more of a vegan thing. Even rice blood. Press the record button. No, 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 that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. one. No, nah, no, nah, it's right. It's near the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just press it to play. Press it, yeah. Did you do anything? Nah. <laughs> what is it? It's dead. Out. Come check it out. Turn off the camera and turn it back on. Sorry, Rashad. Nah, it's cool, bro. Alright, cool. How do you find the adjustment though? With um switching your diet. Because I know I know people say like there's always the argument of like, okay, isn't it isn't being vegan boring? But it's like, well, if you have chicken every day, isn't that boring? But um, it's like, it's, I feel like changing what you're used to is different to um, having something else that you're not used to every day. Because yeah. having chicken every day, you're fine with it. Yeah. But if you have like chickpeas every day, yeah. now you're bored of it. Yeah. Like, Bro, that, that's a good point. And I feel like since I've been like this, I would say part-time vegan, it's been so fun because there's so many ways, there's so many things that we have in our house here that can actually make a vegan meal that sometimes we don't even know. Like, and it's been great. I've had so much fun exploring, experimenting. Um, so at first I was banging bare chickpeas, but it was getting boring. Like, yeah, that's, I was just thinking, is this vegan? Do you understand? Every time, nah, chickpea yeah, curry. Yeah, chickpea, chickpea curry. Chickpea. It got boring, blood. But you know what? I started mixing it up. I started saying, do you know what? Yeah, let's try like an ackee and like butter beans or let's try kale and like, mushroom curry or let's make a vegetable curry that has like kale spinach watercress um you know red onions um scallions thyme pepper like let's make like 
something different. Let's make quinoa. Instead of having rice, let's make quinoa. Or let's make mm. couscous. Or let's make wild rice. Like, some next thing that, na- um, that has been sick. Have you cauliflower rice? Nah, that, but I've had cauliflower. That, that and cauliflower stinks. Fried Listen. cauliflower, fam. Yeah, 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 I made it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Bro, there's so many ways, or even vegan sausages. Now, some of them are not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some, some of them. Some, some, of them some, of the, some of the expensive nice. ones are beautiful. Bro, like, I had one the other day. Oh bro, I made a vegan God. burger the other day. So, wholemeal bread, vegan sausages, um, we, we made out of mushroom, because I always check the back, like, to see what's in it. And it was mushroom. Um, and I had hummus as the basis. So, no ketchup, hummus. And then slap that down, put the uh, chop up the the um, sausages, and then slap that in the burger with kale, um, with with spinach, with cucumbers. All oh my days, buff, mm. buff, 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 buff. So it's like been finding a lot of new ways to just like eat. And yeah, in the week, that's that's what we that's what we do. And, and on the weekends now, we actually look forward to having chicken, like mm. um, or or fish, but. It's been good. I've been seeing the benefits as well. Like even in the mornings, like I feel more awake, innit? Bro, Listen. I used to bang cereal. I don't bang cereal in the morning. You know, what I eat for breakfast every day fruits, yeah. but it's expensive though. The it lifestyle is, is expensive because it's fresh produce, innit? Yeah, yeah. But you see, in the mornings, yeah, what I eat, like before I used to eat cereal. Now every morning, so I have like I have lime water first or lemon water. That's the first thing that I take, or I have a coconut. Now, What's the what benefit, that does, that so? alkalines your body because okay. your body's alkaline in it but a lot of the stuff that we could be eating is acidic so when you eat acidic things yeah um they rot away your insides in a long run like it does a lot of damage but alkaline is, is what your body needs so like having coconut water first thing in the morning or lemon water first thing in the morning the first thing you drink alkalines your body and then you have like fruit. So I'll have like cut up some watermelons, cut up like a mango, cut up some grapes, cut up some apples. Now this morning, what did I have? I had I had some apples, cantaloupe, and then I had lemon water. That was good. And it fills you like you actually mm. feel like you, you So there's different types of vegans. Some vegans yeah. they have like fruit after a certain amount of hours yeah. and then they eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food. Was that raw vegans and something? I can't remember, man. Yeah, literally. So that's how our, our, our diets kind of it kind of is. And I've been regular a lot more, bro. Like, do you understand? We're going to the bathroom a lot more before. Like, mm. you know, all that constipation business when you don't eat vegetables mm, and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's not the one. So I feel like it, I've been seeing the benefits in that. I've been, I've been, I've not been feeling sluggish, like you said. Yeah. Like, it's been, it's been good. And I've not got sick, bro. Like, I've not got sick in a long time. Since I've been doing this, this year, I've not got sick. Mm. Like, I've not had a flu. Nothing, bro. And I, I'm time not going to lie. No, nah, Rootsos, mm. I'm not going to lie. I attribute a lot of that to the to the um, changes in my diet. Mm. 100%. Do you take B12? Vitamin B12? So, I do. Sometimes I have the capsules. Or, like, I'll try and look for foods that have it in there. Um, so, I think it is... Is it is it mangoes? One of them has like B12 in them where you can get those vitamins. But then also CMOS. That's another thing I've been backing. Yeah, yeah, CMOS, yeah, yeah. yeah, is so good for you. So your body is made up. Your body has 103 or two minerals, yeah? CMOS has 93 minerals. So that's most of your body's intake. So mm-hmm. imagine you have CMOS. You're good. Like CMOS, yeah, is rich in iron, um, yeah, my zinc. sister's been telling me to get onto. See it. that thing there? It gets mucus out. Mucus is the is the cause of a lot of diseases. 
So when people get diseases, it's because there's a buildup of mucus. And what gives you mucus? When you take in bare dairy, dairy builds up your mucus intake. So for me, I know I love dairy. Like growing up, yeah, ice cream, mac and cheese. And don't get me wrong, I still eat mac and cheese. I'm just a bit more like careful. I try not to eat it a lot, but I eat mm-hmm. it. I eat mac and cheese. But um, these things actually in the long run build up a lot of mucus. And when you have bare mucus, it can make you prone to more disease. CMOS gets rid of that. It eliminates mucus like, out of your body. What does it taste like? It's butters. That's why you got to mix it. There's one brother called Dr. Sebi, yeah? I don't know if you know. Yeah, like, yeah, Dr. Sebi, yeah, like, yeah, I rate him. Well. He took... He, he is somewhere. everything, Dr. Sebi. Nah, not everything. No, 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 you can't. Sometimes the guy says some things, yeah. to rub coconut oil in your back end. There's some things, yeah, obviously. I think with anyone in it, you got to take... you not Even doctors, there's going to be things that... So for me, but I found him to be very fundamental in my transition um mm. even CMOS like for example it, it you mix it with like other fruits so me I, I can take it bare because I feel like I've got used to the, the taste but it's got a very sea kind of smell or taste to it because from the sea mm-hmm. um but I mix it with like mangoes so the other day I had like a mango because that's natural sugar so I don't add any sugars to it because growing up in Jamaica they when they make CMOS they put like condensed milk in it they make it like a punch to the point where it tastes good but that you're not getting any benefits yeah. from it because you're killing it so for me what I do I soak it for like 15 minutes and I've got a neutral bullet that's one of the best investments that I've got mm. this year blend it up um, with some mangoes for my natural sugars or you can use dates dates yeah, is natural sugars dates, yeah. yeah that's that's a nat- so everything natural like because you can get natural sugars and you can make a punch everything natural and it tastes so good and I think for me that's what it's taught me that I don't need to rely on let's say processed stuff to actually enjoy food. Mm. Like, but I'm not one of those guys who be like, yo, you eat meat, yeah? Now you're a pagan. Stop eating meat. Like, <laughs> that you're, you're going to die. Because some vegans, they're like that. They look yeah. down on people. Yeah. I feel like that's wrong, man. Everyone's on a journey. And I feel like you got to take time. Um, you know? Mm. So, yeah, man, that's been an interesting journey. Smoothies, mm. been real good. And there's another shop that I've, I've gone to quite a lot. We should go there one time, man. Um, called All Nations Vegan House. It's in Hackney. And mm. they do Caribbean it's, vegan Yeah, food. I think my, my, my dad's gone there. Listen, raving brother, about that scene. brother. Buff. You see, when Chronix came here to do a concert um, yeah. at Ali Pali, he went there um, mm. and, he, and he rated it. He was like, that is the spot. Yeah, and yeah. he's got a picture in there. Um, and I remember, yeah, I started going there. So me and my wife, when we want like vegan food, I want to eat out, even go there. Bro, the things that they do there is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's all vegan. But it's mm. sick. What's so, it called? All nations. All nations. What you say? Man them date, yeah? <laughs> Bro, I was going to say, fam, like, if it was a thing where even, I know by the time we get back, it's probably, but I was yeah, going to say, fam, we could have gone there now, hit up, I'll show you, man. Like, it's actually the spot. Mm. But yeah, man. I'm, I'm intrigued on this vegan talk, yeah. Um, just like, um, what's the word? These burgers, yeah, and these vegan sausages. Yeah. You break them down. What's, what's coming out of them? Does it look like mushroom? No. Does it taste like mushroom? It, no, it you meant all eat it, bro. Because nah, it's, it's, it's usually not. like trying its best to be meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't you wouldn't say it tastes like something else. Yeah. yeah. But usually the complaint is it doesn't taste like meat. Okay. But yeah. like the good ones, some like, yeah, some of them, them taste do. meaty. Like yeah. as I but, said, I ordered from one place, and it was mostly like soya. Yeah. But 
the thing is, you obviously there's a there's a taste of soya. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not even got a taste. What's in there, bro? Understand? I'm not saying it's got a taste like meat. I'm saying does it essentially taste nice, though? Bro, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes, bro. I'm telling you, it's fun, man. Like it's actually so fun, and I feel like it depends, man. You only just started eating veg. You know what? Have you been to spaghetti bolognese? But it was lentils. You know what? I made a rude boy jerk lentils the other day, like jerk lentils, and then I made like quinoa. So made the made the um lentil simmer, and then put some jerk seasoning, a bit of barbecue sauce in there, like some sweet peppers, some red onions, some thyme. Oh my days. When you season it, it tastes like jerk chicken, but it's lentils. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because meat itself, if you don't season meat, it doesn't really taste... It don't taste... It's the seasoning. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be meat to taste like... Have you been to Eat of Eden? I know, but in Brixton. Yeah, yeah, Brixton. You know, that was good. They have like a really nice lentil dish that tastes like exactly like curry goat. Yeah. It's like, for me... I mean, I'm Are not. Vegan, bro? No, there was a time when I was uh, giving it the good, good old college try, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I fell off. But um, it's hard, man. at the time, I used to go like because I had a friend that lived in Brixton, and um, it was just quite convenient. But yeah. You got you, some of them are good. Some yeah. of them are good, but for me, with with vegan food, and this is kind of what put me off it as well. It yeah. can be very hit and miss. Yeah. Some vegan stuff is like, oh yeah, this is nice. I could do this every day. Yeah. Some of it is like, allow me. You just yeah. like <laughs> there are there are certain things as well. There's one place in Wolfhamstow that I go to sometimes. I'm um, on my lunch break called um, what's it called? Winwood. Winwood. It's by the Bell in Wolfhamstow by the Bell. Know, yeah, and yeah. Um, they do vegan food in there. Sometimes I go in there, they do like falafels. Falafels are, are buff as well. I'm, I'm not a fan of falafels. Yeah, yeah falafels are one of those. Really? That's a hit and miss. I love yeah. hit and No, miss. I think you got to make them right because I have had some falafels. They're dead from like... It just tastes dry. Yeah, yeah, there's some that I taste dry. But if you get the right ones, yeah, you can get some good falafels. Um, mm. But even like sweet potato, uh, you know, things like sweet potato, things like pumpkin. Have you had jackfruit? You know, of course, bro. That uh, thing is so good for you. So good for you. Because I've, I've always see people use it as an um, alternative for pork. They use it like pulled jackfruit or whatever. Yeah, some people do they're, they're, as a replacement, in it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, those things, I feel like in the Western world, it's harder to be vegan um, mm. to a degree. Say that if I was living, if you're living like, in the Caribbean or Africa, mm. it's in some ways a bit easier because it's like all your fresh, fresh produce is like there it's, it's seeded like you don't know if the fruit's here because you know like there, there's even a problem with seedless and seeded fruits if it's seedless it's been processed yeah, see me yeah. I used to buy like seedless grapes I don't buy seedless grapes no more all the grapes I buy they have to have seeds in it because if not what's it doing it's actually not real like they've processed it even lemon when I, when I drink lemon water I need to know, yeah, when I cut that lemon open, there's the seeds, seeds coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, seeds. Facts. It's been it's been processed. And I feel like, do you understand? Like that's an it's harder to do it in the Western world because sometimes that like, things have been processed and it's you know. Mm. So it's interesting. But seeded stuff are very good for you. Seeded. So if you can try to get like seeded fruits over mm. like seedless, like it's, it's a good look. I heard that, I heard that. Well, yeah, seeded man. grapes are annoying though. Huh? Seeded grapes are annoying. Fan of annoying. Yeah, I hate them so Oh, I love them, bro. Yeah, I think it's biting the it. top and then pulling out the seed or you like biting it. <laughs> no, it's like this. Bro, I'm biting it. I eat the yeah, seeds. You, you know the seeds, seeds have benefits as well. Okay. Like yeah. iron and, do you understand, zinc and these things. Yeah, the seeds I, don't, have... I don't think my teeth can hack that one still. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Seeds are not good for you. I nearly poisoned me and my wife, you know. It's a real rap. Um, there's a fruit called, um, so it's not sour sap. 
it's called custard apple or sweet sap. I've heard of it. Before. So it's a smaller yeah. version. It's of mad sour small. Sour. It's green. It's like right? this, this big. Yeah. You see the you see the seeds, bro. I remember I blended up a smoothie. Me being dumb, yeah. I should have taken the seeds out, yeah. I left the seeds in. I started blending it up. After I've blended it now, I gave a cup to me and my wife. After like ten minutes, we both started to feel sick. I said, "I feel sick," you know. She was like, "No, I feel sick as well." And then my belly started turning. We started running to the bathroom. Like, and then we did some re- research on the seeds, yeah? And it says they're mildly poisonous. Okay. It says, yeah, they're mildly poisonous. Yeah, and, you um, must dop you off yourself, nah, innit? Mm. Bro, and, it, and, and guess what? It said, if you're a woman that's pregnant, it could do damage as well. So okay. imagine my wife was pregnant. That would have been, bro, it could have been harmful still. Yeah. Mm. So there's some seeds that are not good for you at yeah. the same time. Yeah, I think as animals, we're not... Not that we're not meant to, but like trees, like for example, um, you know, like spicy food, right? Yeah. The, it's the seeds that are spicy, isn't it? Some. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it's black like. Seeds are um, spicy. Yeah, or like stuff from like peppers and that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like evolved to be that way. It's spicy to us so that we don't eat it. Yeah. So like we're not meant to eat it, isn't it? Okay. So I feel like that makes sense. Like seeds being poisonous as well, because I think if you have too much of that chemical, it's poisonous. But like if birds, for example, mm. they don't experience the spiciness because they're meant to eat it, because that's part of the um, there's a word for it, but part of the way like the seed, the tree gets its seeds out. Yeah. It's yeah. part of its like not ecosystem? pollination. Say again. Ecosystem. Sure. Yeah. We'll, Life cycle. We'll, we'll throw that one in there. Life cycle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll throw that one in there as well. <laughs> But yeah, that's why I'm a bit wary of eating seeds. Yeah, and plus, like, when I was younger, my mom told me this story about how, like... It took me it, it took me embarrassingly long to realise this wasn't real, right? <laughs> but she told me a story about how, like, someone... One of her uncles ate an apple and yeah, ate the seed as well. And, the and then, yeah, at some point, there was, like, a plant coming out of his nose. <laughs> it, it was a... That one stuck with me, I can't lie. Yeah, that one's a myth, though. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's a myth. <laughs> you hope so, fam. No one, no tree growing inside of you, fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lemon seeds in the punch yesterday. You get me? But no, that's been interesting, man. Food. So I even want to start talking more about food in my music. I want to do like a like a food tapper. Start talking about food and that. I swear, apparently chips like a proper proper foodie, good cook, can it? Do you know he's hard? Big Zoo. You had yes, oh, yeah, that show was yeah, actually yeah. I rated that. Yeah, yeah man. So you said you're gonna make a YouTube channel. Nah, I don't know about that. Not okay. for now, man. It's too much, mate. Nah, this is a, bro. I, yeah, for me, I could get so inspired and have all these ideas, but then I'm always like, all right, cool. How do I actually kind of put this into play? Um, and what is for now and what is for later in it? When you got more of a platform, I Do you get what I'm saying? Like certain things, but yeah, man, I, I just feel like open doors lead to another open door, innit? Hmm. I got a music question, though. <laughs> Um, would you rather be self-made, as in like not get signed, mm. or do you want to get signed to like a label or anything like that? If you're not signed already, nah, I want to be self-made. Yeah, um, I don't think there's nothing wrong with record labels, um, mm. but obviously it comes with the pros and cons. I feel like if someone finds the right one, go for it. Like there are legit people um, that actually mean want the best for you want mm. the best for your music, want the best for your development and um, really help to stretch you and bring out the best in you. And I feel like if you find a good um, record label and you feel like it it adds value to what you're doing and vice versa, then run with it. Do you understand? Mm. Um, I think for me, I've not, ha- I've not found that yet. Mm. I've just not come across that and I'm not 
It's not something that I'm thinking about either. If it happened, like if I would have to weigh up my options, mm. but um, I always run this joke with my wife and say, you know, what? I want you to be my manager. You know, do you understand? Like, mm. keep it in family. Like, I feel like there's something yeah, even yeah, yeah, yeah. good about that. Like, you know, it's in it's in house. Um, but that's just obviously she doesn't know like the ins and outs of the music industry to mm. understand. But I feel like if you got a family member, imagine that, and you know. Who knows? But I don't think anything's wrong with it. But mm. I just I'm not looking for it to be to be honest. Yeah. Was your wife like um, completely supportive? Like when you said you wanted to be a rapper first? Hundred percent. Yeah, she was. Um, pushed me a lot and giving me a lot of advice. Because as I say, sometimes I can get very excited and be like, "Yo, I just want to drop all the, this music now." What's going on? Then it's not the time. It's not the time. Is it, is it time for? No, 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 no. Like he was saying, oh. what we're laughing at, isn't it? Okay, mm. I was getting shook. Nah. So what yeah. this mean we got fifteen. No, we got yeah, fifteen, ten, fifteen. Yeah. Do you know? Um, does your wife like the music? She does. She yeah. does. She's come to. Do you know what? I feel like I've in, influenced her when it comes to grime because she actually. She's on this vibe. She's never really been to a gram event other than when I did it. So mm. when I started Gram Roots, she was like, yo, that, that was actually sick. She'd never been to a gram event like that. And do you know what? I've taken her to one. I remember there was one gram event that was happening and I took her to. Usually I go to gram events with my dad, my stepdad. Mm. Um, so we go to like, es- we've been to an Eskimo dance all my days. That was so sick. Um, or we've been to a few like gram shows, like rooftop gram shows and that. But one time, like, I said to my wife, do you want to come? Like, come me and you, just go to this event. And, um, yeah, we went. It was re- She really enjoyed it. She likes a lot of Afro beats. She likes, um, like, UK rap as well. She does, like, UK rap. Um, mm. And she likes grime. I think that's more so become more of a of an interest since we've been married. Um, mm. And she likes that whole type of kind of chilled vibe, like, um, Masego. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really know about them before. They're actually hard. Masego is hard, fam. To understand, like he, yeah, I rate that guy. Um, so she's also brought me in on on different genres of music and understand. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So it's been it's been interesting. Hmm. Gonna wrap up. Yeah, man. Does anyone have anything else to say? Um, no hot topics today, is there? Any anything that people need to plug? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Come on, guys. Yeah, go on. Me, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you just... You should yeah, you was out, oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. No, yeah, no, because when you said that, I was thinking, wait, you're obviously talking about shots, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but any, anyone. Plan, anyone. Okay, hey, guys. Go show in September. Come through. L- link in my Instagram bio. At, uh... Space two. Locations, <laughs> <laughs> times. Um, Spell it for them as well, S-P-C-E-T-U. Flipping, um... It's in the moustache bar... Link in my bio, and just check my bio, please. please. The details will be in my information. Yes, please and thank you. Please and thank you. What's the wait? Share the date. Seventeenth September. Seventeenth. Anything you wanna plug? Um, every and anything. Well, just dropped a new track. Original flows out now on all digital platforms. Love, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, dropped a music video for it. Um. I've got a grime set coming up, like IG Live. So um, follow me on Instagram, Shards on the Beat, and um, keep up to date with that. It's going to be happening. Like, it's not been revealed yet, but you guys, first ones to know, it's going to happen next week, Thursday. So we're going to start doing promotions soon. So it's with my DJ, um, DJ Taylor, and we're going to do like a live Instagram live set. Um, 
So yeah, that's something to look forward to next week. First day, this one should be out on Wednesday. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is Blue Ticks episode 28. Thank you, Shards, for coming down. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been great. Love what you guys are doing. For all phases, it's more than just your four figure wages. What's your impact like in small places? Are the music set free, no cages? Loving on my rhymes, no hatred. It's amazing to see all God's grace did. Shards on the beat, you know I'm that kid. I combine the original flows, I combine the original flows. Massive.